Welcome, everyone. This is the seventh episode of the Three Drinks Moment podcast. I'm Imperial Trooper, along with our co-hosts, the outlandishly sexy little beans and rice, beautiful That's lizard right. daddy toffee. And today we're talking about cryptids. We're going to look at the lesser known and less popular ones. And to help us with that is our special guest, Uncanny Alchemist. I'm going to do a <laughs> speed run real quick. Beans is drinking Jack Daniels. I'm drinking Angry Orchard. Toffee's drinking a screwdriver and uncanny alchemist is drinking you're gonna have to tell me what that Something. one is again all right so this is pink whitney uh gin with a with dr pepper strawberry shortcake and a little splash of red bull so yellow red bull perfect yes you gotta specify that it's yellow and then yes, if absolutely. you would Give us that rundown of your background again, please. <laughs> so once again, I am Robert Solomon, and I host this Uncanny Earth. I also stream over at Uncanny Alchemist. I've been doing this Uncanny Earth for about five years now. We started back in 2018, give or take, and I've been all over um, the East Coast. Haven't been out to the West Coast yet to do a lot of stuff, but I've been to Boston, West Virginia, Virginia, all doing really cool stuff in the name of the paranormal and other such things. I've investigated haunted locations. I have seen UFOs. I've seen cryptids. You name it, I have pretty much done it. And this is something I love to do. I present. I'll be presenting in Pennsylvania in May, uh, Pennsylvania again in July, and West Virginia in October, where I'll be talking about giants both in the ancient world and in our present time and showcasing all that has to offer. And I just want to thank you for having me on. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Whoever brought this guy on, like, kudos to him for picking <laughs> such a perfect person to, to join us today on this episode. I wonder who that could he, be. He must be very handsome and very intelligent. He must build a lot of Lego sets. With his, with his hella money. With all of his cash. Yes, because he is handsome and rich. He doesn't stream in his in his garage. <laughs> I'll, give you the, I'll, I'll give you the handsome part, but the rich is stretching. Yeah, I'm 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 rich in in, in like uh like it's values. Good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> values. I have rich in values like like uh like integrity. I have integrity, you know. I Sometimes at least I can speak for three of us. We're rich in depression. Oh, they got, got that seasonal depression year round, baby. I'm rich in these books I got behind me. I mean, so there, I'm rich book. in that. There you go. I mean, I, I'm rich in I that. I do have Legos. I do have the Legos behind me. So if I sold those off, I'd have a la at least a hundred bucks. Did you pay more for them though? So you're not gonna. Uh, we don't talk about how much I pay for Legos. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it alone. The, the okay. wife might hear us. Might hear us and uh, Ooh, yeah, start asking good. questions. He just pulls his ear. It's time to go. Oh, yeah. uh, but okay, I can afford multiple like to... doors. Ooh, there you go. I'd like to start us off with the cryptids that you picked for today. Yes, yes. Uh, so I picked the Flatwoods Green Monster. Now, this specific case holds a very near and dear place to me because I am actually related to the people that this incident happened to. So it's very it's very close to home for me, and my family is all over that region, as I have done uh, a DNA test, 
and I did an ancestry family tree. So I've kind of like tapped into all of that. So what happened on September 12th in 1952? At around 7.15 p.m., you have a large UFO that is flying over Braxton County, West Virginia. Now, if you're looking at the map of West Virginia centered dead in the middle, you have roughly Charleston, a little bit up from Charleston, north of Charleston, is a county called Braxton County. There is a city called Flatwoods. There's, it's like a group of cities. It's Flatwoods, Sutton, and then Gasway. And they're all kind of in the middle there. And one night you have Eddie and Freddie Mae and they're looking up at the sky and they see this giant spaceship basically just flying overhead looking like it's going to crash. What ends up crashing into this field? Well, the two boys run home and they get their mother, Kathleen May. Well, Kathleen May is like, well, let's go Let's go check it out. Like any good mother would do when her sons come home with tales of uh -huh. UFOs. Let's go check it out. So they go out to this field with their with a with a buddy of theirs, Tommy Hayer, uh, Neil Nunley, Ronnie Shaver, and the person I'm related to in this story, Eugene Lemon. And I'm also related to Kathleen May because she was a lemon as well. So they go out to this field, they go out to the Fisher Farm. Now I have been to the Fisher Farm, not specifically legally, so to speak, did a little trespass. Uh, this was this was some years ago. Related, it's fine. A yes, slight 100%. <laughs> slight. So this is where they believe the UFO crashes. They go there. Once they get over the hill, uh, Nunley looks over and sees this pulsating red light. Well, what they do is they shine the flashlight on this, the area where they think the crash had happened. And this creature gets out. Some say it was around 10 feet tall with pulsating red eyes and a head shaped like a spade. So if you ever seen a playing card, the head was shaped like a spade. And it looked like it was wearing kind of like a skirt, uh, but it was sexy. supposedly armor. It was like a, it was like a suit, if you will, like almost like a mech suit is the best way that I can possibly describe that. So it also had small claw-like appendages that were coming out. And if you guys want to look it up, there's pictures floating all over the internet of what this thing looks like. So. As he's shining the light on them, this thing starts to make its way towards them because it sees the light and it's starting to come towards them. So it starts making hissing sounds and they start smelling like this weird pungent smell and it starts making them sick. And this is indicative of many UFO cases where the craft lands and people don't know if this is just the exhaust of the ship itself because the ship crashed. Supposedly the army came in and trucks and wrapped everything up, took everything out. By morning, there was nothing to be found. Now, the interesting thing here about this is when they end up talking to the sheriff, they describe all these events, and they separated each of the, each of the persons that were involved in this specific case. But when they separate them, each person tells the exact same story. And multiple decades later, each person told the exact same story. So either they were really good at lying or this really happened. Now, the interesting aspect in all of this is there was a second incident. There's actually three incidences, but the second one happens in the town of Heaters, which is very close to that same area. And a Mrs. Audra Harper was walking home with one of her friends. So it was they were trying to get to the store, and if any of you have ever been to West Virginia, I've been there multiple times. I got family there, know the area like the back of my hand. Well, what happened was they didn't want to go the regular road because, you know, like all kids, who wants to do that? Why, why do that when you could just cross over a field? So they cross over into this field. They're walking. The girls see a fireball go across the sky. Well, when they see it land, 
they kind of like they're interested as kids would be. They look over and they see the same being coming out of that fireball and making its way towards them. So the idea going behind all of this is that the military comes in because they would have come in and taken this too. There's no evidence of these wrecks, but they all remember seeing like government official trucks, government official people like the CIA, FBI coming in and removing chunks, large chunks of this supposed spacecraft of this being, and they just take it away. And if you look at the map, because I've studied this crazy, if you look at the map and look at the Air Force or look at the military bases, which I have done, because I wanted to see, okay, if the military did come through and take the wreckage, where would the closest uh, military base be? And I believe, from what I remember, <clears throat> excuse me, it was about 10 miles out. So they came in, picked up all the stuff, and took it to a military base. And the odd thing about it, they haven't seen anything since, but that whole state, if you go into a deep research regarding the whole state, you'll find out that the state itself has had numerous UFO sightings. There's cryptids like the Grafton Monster, the Flatwoods Green Monster, the infamous Mothman incident, uh, the collapse of the Silver Bridge happened right in guy. Point Pleasant, which is towards the west. It's like the western part of West Virginia. So you have that. You have all sorts of Bigfoot sightings. You have the paranormal. You have Native Americans who would go through the state, the area, this certain area, but they would never stay there and, and, and live there because they thought in some legends that their ancestors fought these giants, these 14, 15 feet tall, foot tall giants, killed them, and the land was cursed by them dying. And when you go into studying giants themselves, they find these mounds all over the place. They find them in Ohio, some in Pennsylvania and West Virginia. Ohio's a big mound state. We have a lot of mounds here. And the Smithsonian came in, dug up these mounds, and took the bodies away. We're talking seven, eight, nine feet tall humanoid creatures that we didn't think existed. And they were taken away. In fact, some of the books I have back here have newspaper clippings from those events. So, like I said, the interesting aspect in all of this is that the state itself is already known for this paranormal aspects and I think this just continues to add to the wonderment that you find in certain places like this. It reminds me a lot of some of the legends you hear out in New Mexico with Roswell and the UFOs. So this one to me is very sentimental because like I said my whole my my whole side of my mother's family lived there. They came uh -huh. right from, you know, New York and Massachusetts and Virginia and all went there. And then I came up to Ohio when the automotive industry was booming, like my, my family came up then to find work. But I go down there, and it's just like it's like a feeling of being home. So that incident for me, just it has a special place in my heart. So, yeah, I really enjoy the Flatwoods Green Monster. And you can you go down to Braxton County into Sutton. There's actually a Flatwoods Green Monster Museum. And the curator, Andrew Smith, I have interviewed him three or four times. And the last time I did was about a month ago, and I did it live. And he'll sometimes give me new information regarding the Flatwoods Green Monster and that whole incident. Like I said, there's a third one involving a, uh, a, a incident on the highway near Frametown. And Frametown is roughly, I would say, 10, 15 miles out, maybe 8 miles out from the uh, from Braxton County. So definitely worth definitely worth looking into. Dude, this thing looks pretty legit.
It's pretty cool. Like I said, I looked it I up. Um, Apple Tree. Hey, Apple. She says they also found metal work copper bracelets in the South Charleston Mound that should have been far beyond their abilities for that time period. And I've been to that mound, and it's it's crazy because you, you you're going through town, and all of a sudden there's just a giant mound right there. Like you literally crest a corner and it's right there in your face. And I've climbed to the top of it because they have little stairs you can go up to it. And I've been to the Great Serpent Mound as well in Athens, Ohio, and it's and it's also they thought it was maybe like. I forget what they, they they aged it really to be really uh, later on, but come to find out that it was ancient and that the Native Americans that would come through, their job was to clean it up. So they would, you know, move the forest away and like sort of cut things away to keep it pristine. This thing might have been from like 3000 BC. So. You're saying it was a flying saucer though, right? Yes. That's from the story. Are aliens cryptids? Because I've been told no, and I've been told yes. So in this specific case, this one is considered a cryptid, but some people don't consider like greys and the Nords, things like that to be non-cryptid. And I think the reason being that this one is considered more of a cryptid is its appearance, because you don't have this figure being in any other state or any other location, unlike the Greys, unlike the Nords, where people see them quite frequently. I mean, in the scheme of things, mind you, but they have been all across the country where this sole incident is, is you know, in one specialized, centralized location. So, yeah, this one's a cryptid, but I don't know if I would consider Greys or, like I said, the Nords, which are like the 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 Nordic looking aliens that a lot of people see with the white hair and the white eyes, not necessarily them, but I do think that in this case, the Flatwoods Green Monster is 100% encrypted and a lot of people in the field would agree. That doesn't mean that I'm the, the end all be all, but in my personal opinion, yes, I think it's a encrypted, yes. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know, I just listen to YouTube. <laughs> just watched a couple of YouTube videos. No big deal. That's cool though. Um, I looked. I looked at uh to see what it looked like, and it it looks more machinish, mach, mach, machine like. Well, um, they did a couple mock-up drawings, and the suit that it's wearing is supposedly like like I said earlier, a mech suit. And mm-hmm. I have heard that they took it off. That somehow the government was able to get it off, and it's it was a smaller body on the inside, and the suit was basically like our astronauts would wear their suits to protect them in space the same basic concept would apply for this it's pretty badass not too bad at all it is not too bad at all there's a lot of a lot of cryptids that come up you see multiple sightings across the country this is saying that it's very centralized to one spot yeah bigfoot's everywhere yeah, the, and Bigfoot's one of those. I don't really delve into Bigfoot much because it's just it's not my forte. I know I got a lot of friends that they go out on the weekend in the woods and they have calls and they hear wood knocks. The only kind of interesting aspects of Bigfoot that I enjoy is that they say that Bigfoot was friends with the Native Americans and they helped fight off the Europeans when they came in. And there's been some records of that happening and the other thing I find interesting is that I heard their chatter once, and it almost sounded Asian, like it had Asian undertones, like Japanese undertones to it. 
And I thought that was interesting because um, they have to come from somewhere. And, and when you look where Native Americans come from and you have Eskimos that have some Asian-like features and you have some Native Americans that have Asian-like features, you kind of wonder, is that a product of where they came from too? And they brought that with them. And if you go into the missing 411, which is a whole nother thing. Oh, I love missing 411. Yeah, they're supposedly Bigfoots that have carried away people, children. Um, and the internet, like another interesting thing I, I think is fascinating about Bigfoot is they make these teepee looking um, structures. And I've had people that have went out into the forest, showing me the video, and they will put their phone in these, these, these what look like teepee styled uh, homes and they get full bars on their phones. And when they go outside of that, they drop bars. I don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't. Bigfoot's got good self service, man. <laughs> Some people think it's it's interdimensional. Like you when, when the Bigfoot. G. <laughs> when the Bigfoot goes through it, it goes to wherever it's going. And somehow the magnetism and all that makes the phone signal well, work. I. They're teleporters. It's possible. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's cool. You said that's West. It was in West Virginia, right? Yes. Yes, sir. Pretty cool. I wish we had some like that in California. We have like Cactus Cat. You got Mount Shasta though with the Dark Watchers. Oh, Mount Shasta. Mount Shasta. I, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I I love I love uh, reading about Mount Shasta. See how many people disappear. Shasta. Some people disappear. Some of them reappear miles and miles yeah. away. Yes. Where physically, like if it's a child, this child cannot physically travel in that distance in that amount of time. Like 90 miles, and or they'll return 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And like 100 miles away at their parents' house, like, hey, it's been 10 years, I'm back. Where have you been? And they don't know. They can't. Where have you been? No, they can't good. recall where they've been. Uh, I think me and you talked about Mount Shasta, yep. about you wanting to visit. And I was like, dude, yes. if you go, I'm, I'll go. Like, Yeah, 100%. I'm down to disappear together. <laughs> Because that's where the Dark Watchers are too. The Dark Watchers are there. We gotta, we gotta have like those child leashes that like attach each other to, like so, like physically, <laughs> just, like. We we'll get some bungee close. cords. We'll rub each other with some bungee cords. Yeah, there you go. Uh, for a, for a brief synopsis, the Dark Watchers are these beings that just they sit in different spots on Mount Shasta and they just watch out over uh, the area. That's it. That's all they do. And if people try to get close, they, they disappear. Batmaning it. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people say that they've tried to get close and they just disappear right in front of their eyes. All they do is watch. So, no. Mount Shasta is great, but I do not want dark to go there by myself. Asked for. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because the Dark Watchers once again they're specialized cryptid. They're only located at Mount Shasta. They've never been spotted anywhere else. And I asked a Native American about them once. I said, "What about them? Like, what are they?" And and what I was told is, you shouldn't ask. You shouldn't. Much like oh. the. the the skinwalker uh, ideology, you should not ask because you don't want them like looking at you or, you know, coming for you. And I just, that, that kind of stuff fascinates because now all you've done is just make me want to know more. Now you've done the exact opposite of what you were doing, which maybe that's something that's like an inside joke, you know, to, to kind of scare <laughs> off other people. Like, oh, we know you don't want to know. And I'm like, oh, see, no, reverse psychology me. Fan fantastic job, sir. <laughs> but yeah, I've heard, don't ask about it. That's what I've. That's what I've been told. Right on. But now I wanna. Now I'm more curious. Let's yes. just like and we've we've covered Mount Shasta in a previous episode. Uh, talked about paranormal, paranormal stuff. stuff. Uh, so like, so like I mentioned, I mentioned in that. 
You look, you look at the at trees, the but you don't look, don't look in the trees. Yes. But I'm looking in the trees, so oh, whatever. <laughs> That's why I want to go. Uh, I, I'm honestly using, like, I, uh, I want to find out what's out there, but I don't want to be the one that gets kidnapped or that gets that disappears. So that gets disappears. Kenny, I appreciate you. Uh, I have deep feelings for you, but uh, you're looking in the tree, so you're going to be the one disappearing. <laughs> Listen, we we're talking about the, the disappearing and stuff. I think this is off topic, but you guys have heard about the, like the stairs in the forest, right? Yes. Yes, yes. yes. So you don't climb up. You don't climb up them. I think. Uh, see, that's tough because the one thing that I've noticed is is a lot of that comes from European folklore. A lot of the things that our ancestors brought over when they came from, you know, Ireland, Germany, that whole area, right? A lot of that came here, and so we adopted that. Now, here's the question that I have: the stuff we bring over, right? Does it become real here, like it became there? Do we bring all of this stuff over and it sort of creates its reality here for us? So that whole idea of the stairs that are in the forest, that's almost like if you've ever been in a forest and you've seen the, the branches that look like a gateway, right? They say, mm -hmm. don't, don't walk into that because you'll appear somewhere else. And I've read accounts of people doing just that. They're walking in the forest one minute. We actually had a guy on our show who was a park ranger who did something similar and he said he was in another place where there was different fauna and flora. And I said, what? He said, yeah. There was, like, uh, ferns that weren't in his forest. And he's a park ranger. He would know, you know, the layout of the forest for the most part. But he said he walked in, and then he was in a different a different forest. He said it wasn't the same thing that he was in before. You know what? I don't like that. I, I, pers <laughs> I personally think stuff like that is it's not so much that we bring it over and it becomes real, but us believing in things like that gives that power and so that's what allows those things to migrate from you know Europe or whatever back it's it's opening that that doorway and giving those entities and those that's fair stuff, but belief that, that power to actually manifest in that area that we're are now in I, I, fine, but there's so a is Jesus real believe in Santa <laughs> where's Santa <laughs> Start getting religious. So you're saying Christianity is real? I'm not saying it isn't or that it is. I'm just, I think personally that the human con the way that people believe things gives certain things power because it and I've mentioned this in a previous episode. Myths and legends have pieces of truth that created those stories. Yes, one hundred percent. I didn't realize. No debate. And Kenny has a picture behind him of the uh, Flatwoods. Yes. Yes, right. Oh. Uh, right. I got it right there. That's what the Flatwoods Green Monster looks like right there. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, yeah. I don't know how to show it, but it, it's behind him. See the little skirt and everything. Yep. That's a little mech suit. looking at earlier, like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, me too. That's the little, little mech suit cool. I was talking about. I don't, yeah. Describing and we're like, huh. Yeah, I wonder what it looks like. <laughs> it's right over shoulder. I, I should have been like, oh, it's right here. If you look right there, there it is. But yeah, but yeah that's... Uh, I, I, I think that, you know, when, when you say um, the belief... I think another thing, too, is that when people don't believe, it sort of it dissipates. And I, especially in this world that we live in, where we are encroaching. We have to remember... Whatever entities, cryptids, things like that, have lived there. And I think... And if you look into, like... Uh, the sightings of things, they've gone way down. 
since mankind has sort of populated the United States. Um, you got another one? You got another one from uh, another cryptid for us? I do. I, I don't know how we were going because we didn't talk about that. Like, what, what, if we were doing one, then no, we'll just do both. We'll, okay, we'll yeah, on. that's fine. Uh, so, I got a, I got a real good one for you guys next. Uh, dear people, dear so, people, yeah, right, dear right, people, dear people. Uh, I, I actually, I sure, Guy Fury. That picture you sent me of Guy Fieri. <laughs> no, that's not dear people. It's a dear people. Now I want to know what this picture of <laughs> Guy Fieri was. Right. Like now I want to know what this picture is. Uh, it's literally a deer wearing, I want to say, tennis shoes, and it's got Guy Fieri's head on it. And it's all human shaded, so it's not like deer colored. It's like human skin colored. I have to find it again. And... <laughs> I'll send it to y'all, but it's it's weird. It's obviously it's a meme, but it's like Guy Fury isn't encrypted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like he, he takes people to Flavortown. Is Flavortown oh, encrypted home? Oh, mm -hmm. Is he? Is it like? Is how, he taking? Did... He does he kidnap you to Flavortown though? That's the thing mm. we got to know here. Is it? Is it? Be? Is it? Is it forced Flavortown? Because I don't know if I want to go to forced mm. Flavortown. Nah, he. he... You want to go to Flavortown. He makes you want to go. Yeah. You better want to go to Flavortown. <laughs> okay. You just, you up... just, he, Trent, he takes you there and you have blonde oh, spike hair. I looked up deer people and man, those things look creepy. So I got it from this book here. Okay. Uh, I know what I saw, which is a fantastic book by the now deceased Linda Godfrey, who we also had on the show. And she lived in Wisconsin where they have seen all kinds of stuff like Dog Man and all this crazy like happenings that happen. Like Wisconsin's another paranormal haven. And I don't know why. Like there's states that, that make sense and there's states that don't make sense. You know, uh, New Mexico makes sense because like of nuclear testings. Nuclear testings in Roswell. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And side note, the amount of UFOs that were seen after those nuclear tests, you know, then as to before, went up like two to three hundred percent because of just we're blowing each other. So yes, anyway, same. Say, I feel it. <laughs> so yes, deer people, and just as the name suggests, they are half human and half deer. They have the antlered head and the partial torso of a buck deer which is the male deer they have the arms of a man and the legs and the lower body of a fully grown man they can also have the lower half of a deer or just the head and a human body and legends say that a person who sees these things three times will die and it's likely going to be at the hands of the deer person because there's deer I'd want to die right there's deer women and there was deer men now, the deer women are more revered in native cultures, which is, well, I'm going to ignore what you just said. The deer women <laughs> are revered in, in many Native American cultures as sort of like um, vengeful spirits on men that get too handsy. So, beans, be careful. You don't want to get the wrath of the deer woman, all right? Uh, it depends who you're asking. <laughs> <laughs> so, what she look like? Yeah. Deer head, human body. You listen. There's probably a rule 34 for that being. So <laughs> oh probably, God! Uh, you should probably go ahead and do that. After I'm, the show. I'm doing this for. Oh, I accidentally typed it in chat. <laughs> I'm doing this. 
Oh, yep. He's googling it as we're doing the show. It's, it's for Imp it's Imperial. For... What did you invite me on? Like, what is going on here? Are you not controlling your ship? You're letting like I, I'm not in charge. Okay, I just work here. It's well, for research it? purposes <laughs> only. Yeah, for scientific purposes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what we do here, and now I'm kind of sad in my soul a little bit. Uh, it's just beans. That's how beans is. I'm kind of sad in my soul a little bit. Oh, no. Go ahead and take off. I'm just going to go ahead and get out of here. Beans, you you've scared our guests away. Thank you. Have a good, have wow. a good rest of your day. Uh, I don't know what we do here. What, would it be the he's first time? He's trying to express something he's passionate about. Deer people. Oh. And Beans is like, I'm, I want to see the deer women. I want to I want to be passionate Where with a deer person. Where? All right. <laughs> Where's the deer children? I'm going to have a couple. Oh. You just see a bunch of little deer children walk around playing with Legos. You know Beans is part of that. Yep. 100%. You, you know, I hate that so much. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, the the descriptions vary. So in 2009, Patrick Waters described what he could only say was a deer person. In Rapid City, South Dakota, he is a, and I'm going to mess this up, the Oglala Sioux tribe member. And while traveling roughly 15 minutes from the town of Formosa with a friend, they end up seeing this beautiful woman in the grass just saying, this is 2 a.m., right? And Beans is hyped because he would probably stop and pick this person up. And we would never see Beans again because he made a dumb decision. But I would I would, I would, I would be like, rest in peace. I'd yep. give him like one rest in peace on the stream. That's like, right, baby. Beans. Have a good life. That's right. See, he's leaving. He's, 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 he's out of here. Uh, Turn my so, fan on because I'm getting a little hot. Uh, <laughs> I love how he says I'm getting a little hot and then puts a blanket on. Why are you, why are you putting that blanket over your waist? All right. If Bro, I see your camera shaking the slider, I'm out of here, champ. I'm out of here, Buckaroo. I'm, I'm, I it's only it's only for comfort. Nonsense. Okay. It's only for comfort. I, I'm a fatter guy, so having something in my belly makes it a little bit. You, you should just stop. You could just, just stop yeah, just, right now. It's, it's not helping you. Continue. It's continue. up interrupting. <laughs> <with> your... <laughs> Weirdness. God, I love you. But... And low. <sighs> Easy, champ. Easy. Easy, buckaroo. So oh, he's literally trying to be all responsible in, in, the, in the stream. And Beans is losing it. He's going feral. <laughs> that deer feral? woman got him all hot and bothered. I know. You have to wonder why. You know what? I don't. No, we, know. Don't, I, I, we don't. We don't ask know, questions. We no, don't want the right. answer to. No. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! One more thing. This. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deer blanket. Dear God. I'm gonna call my mom to come pick me up. <laughs> mom, I wanna go mom, home. Come get me, mom. Uh, I'm getting. <laughs> I just looked down and I, I totally forgot because one side has this i looked down and it was flipped and realized it was great for this if you're not helping dish. yourself no, you're not. boys though bro uh, okay those are all boys it's 2023 i what you know what i'm just going to continue yes, beans please. Right, can, if you guys don't mind can i continue <laughs> i'm going to let beans finish but i'm going to continue bad choice of words yeah phrasing <laughs> Beans, go ahead and finish off camera. It's fine. Just do what you gotta do off camera, chill. Look, at this point, it's not even me, okay? <laughs> I'm not the one with the deer blanket. 
it's it's sentimental i don't okay anyways dear so people. dear people thank you so they keep driving and they spot her again and they spot her a third time they keep seeing her so finally they see her standing in the middle of the road on the pavement and the lower half of her body is a deer so okay. the in, the interesting thing about this I'm is out. that there's all these tales of when you see a deer woman it's usually because you've done something um how do I put this? Sexually wrong to somebody else. That's what dear women, they would go after the men who sexually accosted females of the tribe or, you know, things of that nature. Because there's there's accounts of of like the 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 white man coming in and doing unspeakable things. And then they end up getting just absolutely slaughtered. But by a creature, not by a tomahawk, not by gunfire not by anything else but like fairly attacked and these are accounts amongst many tribes so when you really look into this thing what's real about this and what isn't because the vengeful spirit thing is a, is a widely known thing in multiple cultures it's not just native american you have japanese tales of yokai that have attacked people you have multiple 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 things and then you have these these deer people but the interesting aspect of this is that the deer women are a interesting figure in the Choctaw belief system because the Choctaw have ties to the Irish. They helped out the Irish during the, the potato famine, sent money and helped them out, and then they came over and met. Well, Ireland has its own form of deer men called Cernunos, who is a Celtic god, who is the god of the hunt. And he is pictured as being a half man half deer he's got the antlers and everything else and he's basically the ruler of the forest so when you look at that and then you look at this the mingling of cultures is a very real thing a lot of people used to think that well they couldn't have brought the boats over here and all this but then you're finding roman coins you're finding ancient chinese coins in new england you're finding these things in our country of coins that that we shouldn't be having you have trips the Phoenicians made here. And so who's to say, like, if beliefs came here, intermingled with our very own, mm -hmm. what does that create? Because now you're having two belief systems come together to form what? A, 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 of course, a hybrid belief system. But I think the most interesting point of this is connecting Sir Nunos with the Choctaw people. That fascinates me to know because that, that further proves that we have been getting along far more than what we are told. You know, a lot of people in history will say, well, yeah, well, we come over here and we just came over here this one time. Um, or we could have, you know, do you think it could have been someone in a deer headdress killing people? That's a very good uh, hypothesis. But I think some of the accounts that I've read have almost a supernatural aspect to them. Like, we're talking pretty strong men. And, I mean, if you get, if you surprise attack them, sure. But there were certain things ritualistically that kind of make me wonder if it was more of a supernatural context or if it wasn't. Because if we look at their spells, we look at their ideologies, like the Wendigo will be talked about and, you know, skinwalkers will be talked about, too or not talked about, but something you can look into. 
it's just odd to me that there's so many occurrences of it. If it's like one or two, and this is just like a one or two type thing, then sure, it could be somebody in a headdress with antlers running around killing people. I, I could definitely see that it's a possibility. But when it's these kind of killings over a spread of an area as big as the United States, and it's not just one tribe, it's multiple tribes, mm-hmm. you know, that's something else. Now, as, as far wise as in different countries, that's a whole nother issue because, yeah, in, in, in a lot of the barbaric tribes, they dress like animals. You know, they wore the antlers, they wore the the similar headdresses, things like that. So the interesting part about that is, in a way, yes, but in another way, what if it's their belief system too? And they have different ways of carrying out things. We don't know. We tend to think that we are the most civilized that we've ever been at this point, but we don't realize that those people were civilized too. We just don't give them the credit they deserve. You know, they were making forts, mounds, underground areas, all this. And none of us, I couldn't do it. I couldn't just go out in the woods and make me a giant structure or build a mound or go underground and build this entire labyrinth for people. Maybe I could. We'll let Beans try it. I think I think after this episode, he might actually disappear for a while because, you know, but uh, going out in the woods, going out and just never see him again. Uh, but, yeah, I think that. Do I believe that these are real? That's a tough one because there's so many Native American lores and and folk tales regarding these creatures. But when you have so many people that have seen them and you have so many legends that vary over tribes that didn't even have communication and talk to one another, you got to kind of wonder if a lot of this stuff is real. Like like Imperial said, uh, you know, a lot of this myth has hints of truth to them. So where's the hint of truth here? So with, with the deer woman, do you think that it's retribution for something that goes against nature? That's why it's a nature, it's a being of nature taking that retribution as far as, you know. And I know we're sticking to the sexual concept, but, like, you know, that goes against the laws of nature. And so is that that retribution? And that's that way of nature saying, hey, you have to bring I think balance back. In regards to dear women, yes, I 100% think it is a way for, because when you, when things are unbalanced, when you have an unbalance of the scales, the scales will always balance themselves back. They have to. That's universal law. Everything has to rebalance itself out. And I think that's the way of the scales being balanced because she didn't go after just regular men. She didn't just go after, you know, so-and-so, you know, walking down the street. She went after sexual deviants that were hurting women in the tribe, even even their own um, people that were sexual deviants, they were not spared from that. And that, to me, like you said, is a retribution. It was a balancing of the scales, so to speak. You know, they had a, there was a lot of talk of, of great spirits that existed, and it wasn't just one, like I said, if it was one tribe, sure. I could be like, well, maybe that was just them, and maybe they had somebody that would kill these people. You know, it makes sense. When you have eight, nine, ten tribes that weren't, some of them weren't even close to each other, then yeah, I would uh, I would have to say yes, that it's, there's some truth to this legend, 100%. So would it kind of be like, uh, what is it? In Asian cultures, they have like a a fox spirit was kind of mm-hmm. like that. She would uh, that would transport like trans like it's a shapeshifter, shapeshift into like a beautiful woman. 
and for from what I remember, she would like when she would like men would fall in love with her, mm-hmm. um, and you might know more about this. And she would event at the end, she she kills them. Correct. Um, yes, you're, you're talking about the Japanese folktale. Yes, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, same basic concept, and that's that's the thing. Like you have this, you have these Mental same thoughts, concepts yeah. across multiple nations, not just here in the United States, but you have them in Asia. You have them in the Middle East. There were vengeful spirits in the Middle East. You have jinn, which I have been studying pretty deeply as of late, and. They say jinn are just like us. They just live in a, in, a, in a different dimension than we do, and they do this. They they act just like us. They have kids. They go to work. It's crazy. Like there's a whole Gosh. group of, of beings that Allah was said to have created, and because they were so wicked, He put them in another dimension. He literally put them on another earth. So. You know, I, these legends are, are, and I think as time goes on and we keep digging things up and we keep finding things, we're finding civilizations under civilizations. We're finding that the world is much older than we thought it once was. We're finding that these civilizations existed. Remember, people didn't think Troy existed. And then all of a sudden they found proof, historical proof that Troy existed. So, you know, thank you for what it's worth. And that is all I have to say on dear people. So that's all I have to say. On I don't know if you guys were like waiting for me to be like. Nah, nah. Uh, well, I know Maine also has um, some native cryptos. That oh, we're looking at. Come brown? No, you're looking at some native cryptos as well. So would you like to <laughs> regale us with the cryptid you got for us? Uh, who am I looking at again? I don't know. Um, you did the research. I'm just um, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of words I wrote down that uh, I, I, I will definitely mis- mispronounce. Um, so if anyone here is Native American, I do apologize. Um, I myself am not Native American. I'm Hispanic, so I, it'll, it'll be a little difficult for me. But yeah, I, I am doing uh, the Pukwudgie, um, which uh, I know, uh, I believe you also know quite a bit about, uh, Mr. Uncanny. Um, and if I say anything wrong, do correct me since you've done more research than I have. Um, um, yeah, um, it, yeah, it is a Native American, uh, Native American lore. Um, uh, they believe that uh, so Native Americans uh, believe that the Pukwudgie, uh, uh were uh, best left alone. Um, I'm reading directly from my notes here. Uh, when you when you see a Pukwudgie, you're not you're not supposed to mess with them or or the, um, they will repay you by playing nasty tricks on you. Um, and the the best way to to describe it is is it's like a Giant, ugly porcupine. That's like honestly the the best. It's 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 two feet, two to three feet tall. Um, um, it feature is resemble those of a human. Um, with like an enlarged nose, uh, fingers, ears. Um, they are skin is like smooth and gray. Um. And the, I, I've seen that on some things they were they were, they said that they would glow, 
Um, I don't know if you see, you read that. Um, they can disappear and appear at will. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they they can transform into like a walking porcupine, which is what I was talking about. Like they have like big old like spikes on their back, like a porcupine does. Um, they they are they're able to use magic, and I saw poison arrows in there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, you're supposed to leave them around. They can repay you by playing nasty tricks on you, or following you and causing trouble and even death. Uh, they were once friendly to humans, but they turned against us. Um, I, I saw a bunch of reasons why, but I, I, I'm ignoring those. Um, they are, they, they were, they were known to kidnap people, push them off of cliffs, attack, uh, the victims with knives and spears and arrows, like I said before, um, and would also like throw sand. Like, uh, have you guys ever watched King of the Hill? Pocket sand. With his pocket sand. Pocket sand. Pocket sand. Buck stitch. Well, see, this guy does. They don't have pocket. Um. Uh. But yeah, the legend of uh, Pudgy, Puckwudgy, be, uh, is connected to Mashop. If I believe that's how it's pronounced. Um. Uh, a cre a cre a creation giant uh, giant believed by the. This is where it gets hard. Wampanoag. So that's 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 what I, I'm 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 that's how I saw it. Um, uh, to have been created most uh, t to have been to have created most of Cape Cod. He was he was beloved by the people and the and the Puckwudges were jealous of the affection uh, the Native Americans had for him. Uh, they became mischievous and and aggravated. Uh, they aggravated the, na the Native Americans until they asked. This is this is Granny Squanet, which, which was Mashop's wife, for help. Uh, Mashosh collected as many as he could. Uh, he sh he shook them until they were confused and tossed them around New England. Um, he said that some of them died. Uh, others landed and regained their minds and made their way back to the mid to. Uh, Massachusetts, which is where 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 they uh, came from. Um, they uh, they they they. I don't even know how to how to like. If you look them up, they honestly look terrifying. Um, even if it was like two or three feet tall, I still would think a man a porcupine would would just freak me out. Um. Uh. Let's see. Sorry. Um, so so Mashup, he he's satisfied that he thought he was, had done a good job. He pleased his wife. Uh, he went away for a while. But in his absence, that's when the, the, the Puckwudgies returned. Um, uh, they changed their relationship with the Wampanoags. They were no longer just a nuisance, but began kidnapping the children, uh, burning the villages, uh, they used to they they burned them they, they and pushed them deeper into the forest, um, and that's when 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 his wife stepped in once again, uh, but her husband Mashop was very lazy. He sent uh, his sons out to fix the problem. They lured them into the deep grass and and they they killed them. The Mashops killed no no sorry, 
the the puck wedgies killed his sons, every single one of them with the arrows. Um uh and once again he tried to chase them back into New England. I don't know why New England specifically. Um but a lot of it says that it's it's New England. Uh, but they regrouped. They re the the Puckwitties regrouped. Tricked Mashop again. They into water. They shot him with the magic arrows that they had again. Um, and in some cases it says that they killed him. In other cases, uh, he was just discouraged and depressed. Um, but yeah. Um, I I I. Couldn't find ex- so the only place I saw I could find that they were like centralized was in uh, in New England and in uh, Massachusetts. I couldn't find that there's 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 any other locations where they're 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 mainly seen. I don't know about you uh, if you read some stuff about it. Um, uncanny uh, if they've been anywhere else but those two states um, or in that area. The odd thing about New England cryptids is they're very much different than cryptids you find across the country. There's a part of New England called the Bridgewater Triangle, which we covered in a, in a past episode. This is right before I went to Boston. So, like, it's like the tip of Massachusetts and then the states that connect to Massachusetts. It's like this weird triangle where stuff like that, uh, that cryptids there. UFOs have been sighted there, uh, these balls of light, which people always see in these places, these giant balls of light that kind of like, they look like will-o'-wisps, if you will, flying around everywhere. People have disappeared in this thing. Like we talked about, uh, a guy disappeared. This was some years back. And then reappeared like 200 miles in another place like two years later at his family's house. So these strange places, I, and I would love to to go out and measure the magnetic energy that sits at these locations because i've been there's some places you can actually literally feel the energy coming from the the earth uh the great serpent mountain is one of those places that was one of the places that i've actually felt um an energy and then in southern west virginia there's a place called the elk it's like a it's an old hotel i felt it there too and i think when you have places that have high uh casualties during war or anything like that, you have these this energy that sits. And like you said, the one thing I noticed that you said was was they tried to drive them out. And at one time, they were friends with man, and then they turned on man, which I always find that to be a strange occurrence because it's like as man seems to progress, would be the best way for me to describe this, progress in terms of technology, it seems it pushes those beings further and further into whatever forts location or whatever abandoned locations. Cause you'll have cryptids that, that they have seen in mine shafts that are no longer used because they're being pushed away. And it reminds me a lot of like Imperial said, the whole nature balancing thing, you know, these things get pushed into different locations. And I think in, in the case of, of what you're talking about, um, that got pushed into into a territory. And once you push something deep into a territory and people don't have the belief of it anymore, it starts to fade and then you have people that kill it. Now, what I always wonder about some of these cryptids is are they genetic experiments that just happen to get get out? You know, are they yeah, whatever that. whatever animal or creature they've experimented on 
Because, I mean, we all know they have lab rats. So who's to say they're not experimenting on other things? But to answer your question, I haven't heard of those being anywhere outside of the New England area. That's not to say they couldn't be, but the accounts that I've read put them basically in that New England area. So like I said, California's got Cactus Cat and Mount Shasta, but these guys I want got one, and I want a giant. Even if Cactus Cat, even even if it stabs me, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, who doesn't like cats? Me, I don't like cats. Oh, well, I'm a, it's because I'm allergic to cats. But if it's a cactus cat, I probably won't be allergic to it. No? And man, you might get free water. Ooh, there you go. Might get free water. There you go. Um, free water. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess like 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 he like Uncanny just said. I could only find it that was in uh, New England, um, which I thought was a strange place. And I've I, it's I. It, Rarely hear of anything being in New England. It, it, all you got to do is, is crack open that research, man, and you'll find in the places you don't think there's anything, there's tons of things. Every state has its own set of cryptids. Every state. <laughs> Ohio, we have the Loveland Frogman. Frog people. Yeah. I didn't go over that because it's like, I don't know. I'm not interested in the frog people, but I'm going to make a trip down to Loveland. The deer people are, are your thing. We don't have them in, well, no, we do actually have them in Ohio, yes, yes. Anywhere you have high population of Native Americans, you have these these cryptids, especially in Ohio. We have mounds everywhere. They found so many giant bones here in our in state. Montana, too. It's not even funny. There's it's, deer it's, people in Montana. There's dinosaurs in Montana, apparently. Little, little raptors. There's little raptors in Utah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Beans. I see what you did. Good, good, you did. good. Good job. Utah Raptors. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. You guys have a good night. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. I have another one, which is a Thunderbird. Um, but I don't know if we'll have enough time for all of us to share. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. So, now nah, I think someone else should do one because uh, I don't want you to miss out on on, on sharing. Because someone in here in chat was talking about uh, uh, the Wendigo, yes, and yeah. you researched that guy. I, I did. Yeah. Um, so segue. It was. Segway. <laughs> Well, Perfect yeah. transition. All right, I guess I'll talk about the Wendigo, and then we'll let Coffee talk about it. So, yeah, end it on a high note. Bro, you guys skipped me twice I, now. I know. Beyond that. <laughs> we had a plan, and it all went to shit. To be fair, it was it was I was Imperial who was like, I, I, Lil Beans. I, I did jump that one. That's, that's my fault. <laughs> he literally was yelling at Beans before we started. Been, and he was yeah. yeah. I, didn't even, I, was, so, I wasn't even prepared. Wendigo is another very much tied to um, Native American culture. They're from the tradition belief system of a number of Algonquin-speaking peoples. Um, exact description varies based on testimonies and, and tribe and everything, but typically it is a malevolent or a malevolent, sorry, cannibalistic supernatural being who's associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. Um, one description I found was from someone in Ontario named Basil Johnston, and he put it as, the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Um, its desated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out against its skin, so it's just this very emaciated-looking being. Um, 
ash gray skin complexion, eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. It looks like a gaunt skeleton that just came from the grave. Um, lips were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separation of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition. Um, so they're often described as giants, which is a characteristic absent. Oh, sorry. So in the Ojibwe, Eastern Korean, Inu lore, which I may have butchered some of those, and I apologize. They're described as giants, which in other Algonquin cultures doesn't. It's absent. So in those three, it's a giant, but in the other cultures, not so much. Um, as a Wendigo eats people, it grows in proportion to the meal, so it can never be full. Uh, this is to go along with the portrayal of being gluttonous and extremely thin, because they're always always searching for more. They're the embodiment of gluttony, greed, and excess. Um, in some depictions, they are very clear in their communication as far as they will threaten and even taunt their victims. Um, and then some traditions say that humans who are overpowered by greed could actually turn into Wendigos. So it was a consequence of their, their greedful actions. And then other sources would say that Wendigos were created when humans resorted to cannibalism to live. So it was just that embodiment of this, I think, crime against nature of eating your own people to survive. And it created this vision of a monster. The Wendigo has been become very popular lately. Um, it has. Over the last couple of years. Uh, you see it everywhere now. Um, yeah. My wife, my wife speaks about it all the time. Um, but uh, it's weird. It's, it's, I feel like a, since they talk about it so much, it's become less, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. Like, like how to say it. Like it's not not as powerful as it, as I feel like it used to be because of how popular it's gotten. I wonder because we talk about it and because we're giving it life again, if it can get back to that power state. Because the online community about the Wendigo is absurd. I went oh, yeah. down rabbit holes that are just ridiculous about the Wendigo, and. Some people say that the Wendigo itself isn't a real thing. It's just a cautionary tale on greed and gluttony, as Imperial talked about. But the counts that I've read are, they're, I don't know, they're they're almost terrifying. Like, And I've read these accounts in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. Just reading them, I'm like, mm, I'm a little, a little scared, a little scared. The best time yeah, I read those, to, 100%. I used, I used to drive for work, um, and I used to have to take off at like 4 in the morning. 4:30, um, and the Wendigo, Skinwalkers, all that is something that I list. I, I would have a podcast going on about them or something like that. And man, I tell you right now, driving in the middle of nowhere, where you can't see what's left and right of you while you're listening to this crap, I, I what I know I just said uh, it was it seemed like it was less powerful, but out there when there's yes. nothing, most terrifying thing ever. Imagine. Imagine running into a BEK. Hmm. I had to, black I had eyed to, kids. Mm -hmm. oh. I had to I had to get out yeah. uh I had to get out and urinate on the side of the road one time at four in the morning. Oh. One of the scariest freaking times of my life right there. I don't know. I feel like just in general humans 
humankind. They don't like to say it, but the dark's scary, especially when there's nothing else around you. It's just you in the dark. It's just scary. Oh, it's an you can't though. know. Is it, is it truly yeah. empty? Isn't, isn't that the weirdest part about it? Is that it's an innate thing. It's not something that that is, it's not a learned behavior. Human beings are afraid of the dark for a reason. For a reason. And that's what's interesting to me. It's like our DNA has come down to a point where we are afraid of the dark just because. As now, some people aren't. Instinct. Yeah. So where did yeah. that come from? Where did that come from? I don't know. But it's even like it's memed now where you'll see someone. It's it's a video. It's like a TikTok or something. And they go to take out the trash and they're like rushing and they throw it in the trash and they rush back because it's dark. Outside. Has anybody ever here ever turned the lights off downstairs and ran upstairs? As oh, fast absolutely. As every Yeah, every time. There you go. There it is. And you you know darn well that there's nothing downstairs. Nothing is going to get you. You have done a tried and true method. I've never let it get me. Right. <laughs> but the but the fact is, like, why do we do that? I'll do that sometimes when I get off the podcast, and sometimes I'll stay up till 2, 3 in the morning. I'll turn the light off in the office, then I'm skedaddle. I'm mm -hmm. skedaddling up the steps because I'm like, I don't want it to get me. What's going to get me? Nothing is going to get me. In the history yeah. of me doing that, nothing has ever got me. No, when Imperial and was gone getting his eyes his eye surgery done, I couldn't my eyes. the door open and it was dark out there. I had to have it closed. <laughs> See, uh, we, we, we sleep with our door open because we have children. And they, their, their <laughs> bedroom, I don't want to give too much detail where our house is, but don't do it. Our, their bedroom is, mm -hmm. is, is not in direct eyesight of where we're at. So we can hear them um, with the door open. And uh, it's the first time I ever did that was, was I could not sleep. <laughs> the light was on, so there was, but I just, I just, it, 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 our room was dark. So it's like if someone was back there, it would be a silhouette, like a dark silhouette would have been oh. what I saw. Oh. And it's great. It's, it, it was very hard to fall asleep for the first bit when we moved into a new house yeah. to begin with. You never know what's left behind from the old owners. Yeah. Um, so there's that that portion of it where you don't know what's left behind, you know who was what was there before you, and uh, you know this, uh, it's 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 darkness like you said. It's just and darkness. My, I mean, I I get sleep uh, paralysis, so my uh, just like my brain is programmed to oh, trick me. No. Nope. Um. Don't say uh, my yeah, my brain is programmed to trick me in the dark. You know that's how that's that's that's. That's my uh, malfunction, uh, we could say. Um, if you get blackout drunk, you don't have to worry about sleep paralysis. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but no, just the other day, remember? You snuck up on me? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. TGM near, near clocked me right in the fucking face. Speaking of, Akuma says, I've ran up the stairs and turned around to throw a punch just in case something's there. He has knocked uh -huh. out his grandmother so many times <laughs> from that. Dude, do you guys remember the scene in The Grudge where she's taking a shower and like the little grudge hands come out and grab nope. her? I don't remember oh, that. No, yeah. stop. I remember stop. that. Now you do. Don't do that. Stop. Listen, I, every I, time... I, I put shampoo in my, in my hair and leave my eyes open because they know I'll be I'll be out there just... No, trying to get that shampoo out of my freaking no. hair as quick as possible. No, I feel like Turn around and I'm like... Hope no, <laughs> oh, no, nothing's there. But like you said, like, I yeah, we're... we're, we're as humans, we just are. There's certain things we're afraid of. The water's one. The darkness is another. 
and anything that is slightly humanoid in uh, characteristic, but not quite. It's something, anything that's humanoid, but slightly off. The uncanny valley. Exactly. Yep. uh, Yep. I was going to say AI. That's AI. AI is the uncanny valley. 100%. Oh my God, you're right. Well, Toffee, why don't you. In monster movies, things that are like more human are just way more disturbing. Yes, it's not when I when I'm out when I'm out of places, looking at like for for paranormal ghost stuff that doesn't scare me. It's the people, the weirdos that you might find in these abandoned buildings. That's what that's what kind of makes me like man. But the monsters and the ghosts those don't scare just, me. What's the worst they do? Bro. They take me out of here and I don't have to pay bills anymore. No taxes. So, no taxes. No taxes. I don't have to get my sticker on my car. I don't have to renew my license. I can just chill in the afterlife. Mm. See ya. Depends what afterlife you believe in. Yes. Fair. Yeah, that's true. You know, I anticipate that we were going to linger so long on one cryptid. I think three or two is a lot. We've got we got time. We want it. We'll okay, do. but what does that mean? Uh. What, do, what do people want to hear? Do they want to hear? Or whichever one you want. I'm going to do the lizard man because okay. it makes sense. Yeah. Lizard man. <laughs> lizard man. <laughs> lizard man by lizard daddy. From SoCal. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, <laughs> obviously, with some cryptids, not all of them, like um, Uncanny was talking about, I can't remember the name or any of the thing behind him. It's only in that one area. Um, but, like, Bigfoot and uh, Dogman and stuff like that, you find them all over the U.S. Lizardman is kind of like that. There have been other sightings in other places, but there's only one big story where it, like, lingered for a while. And that's the only one I could really find. And the, the earliest sighting I could find was 1980s. So it's not even that old of a story. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he come know. from or if he just escaped from a lab or something. But he showed up and he's like, hi, how are you? And then he vanished. <laughs> so... Lizard man, obviously he was a uh, above average size for a human being. So when they saw him silhouetted, they're like, that doesn't look quite right because he's huge. And then he gets closer. He's covered in scales. He's he's got big red eyes and massive claws and stuff. You know, that's not normal. That's not a human. And he came out of a swamp. I mean, I know there's swamp people out there, but they don't look like <laughs> lizards. Swamp ass. So, Apparently the story is a 17-year-old. I'm going to have to read this because I I can't, like, in school I couldn't do the note card thing either. I have to read my notes. That's what I did. um, 17-year-old Christopher Davis was on his way home from work. The roads were slick and it was, like, storming. So he ended up with a blown tire uh, right next to the marshlands in, where was it? South Carolina, Scape or Swamp. So he was right on this, like, stretch of land that's next to the swamp. And so he ends up with a blown tire, and conveniently, Lizard Man doesn't show up until after the tire is replaced, but <laughs> super convenient. He was being polite. Anyway, um, so he fixes his guy. tire, he gets back in the car, the car won't start. Sounds kind of Hollywood, but, you know, car won't start. He, uh, he gets the, the, he gets the, the, the headlights. And that's when he can see this figure walking towards him, and it looks like something's wrong with him. It looks like he's hurt. And then as he gets closer, he sees that that's, that's not a human. So he's starting to freak out, and apparently Lizard Man is super heavy because he got on top of the car, and the car started caving in. Same. <laughs> so, damn. 
man Thick. eats his Cheerios. Lizard man's been eating his Wheaties. Okay. Eating them cakes and donuts. This, this man, he is. He got them cakes. <laughs> he got the cake. Dude, dude, really? First deer, deer woman, and now lizard people, bruh. Get some help, man. Hey, we don't I love beans. Get some help. We don't kink shame in this house. We just kink ask why. That's, no, that's no, right. no, no, no. This, this is species. <laughs> this is interspecies. This is different. This isn't a kink. This is a gosh this darn mental issue. Man in this is. It's lizard this is man. No, this is no longer a pad, podcast. It's an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> this is. You guys brought me in to help you guys. Yes. Yeah, we, we couldn't handle them on our own. To exercise little beans, but this is becoming a chore. <laughs> I want more than the five dollars I was promised to be on this show. Okay, okay. Uh, no. We'll work guys, seven dollars. Danny over here going double cheeked up on a Saturday afternoon talking about Lizard Man. All right. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the, the only one. I bet not if somebody draws double cheeked up Lizard Man or somebody types that in, don't do that, Beans. I bet it shows <laughs> up on Google. I bet it shows up because Soul Calibur already has a Lizard Man, and I'm sure somebody double cheeked him up. My hands are visible. One. One of your hands. The other one's back here. Anyway, here, continue. Where was I? Where was I? Yes, lizard heavy man. Heavy. Yeah, thick boy. Heavy. Anyway, he gets up on top of the car. He stays on top of the car when the car finally starts. And he like he just drives with lizard man on his roof for a little bit and then he slams on the brakes. Lizard man falls off. He tears up the car with his claws because he's apparently got claws of steel that can tear into a car. <laughs> so that's when he actually gets a really good look at him and it's, you know, giant man covered in scales. Like, I think he said they looked like crocodile scales or snake scales, like a mixture of them. And he had, you know, big red eyes and he looked mad. I don't know how you could tell if a lizard looks mad because have you seen our snakes? They always look mad. So... <laughs> Not if you draw eyebrows on them, they don't. It's fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he said it looked pissed, and then he took off and didn't see it after that. He went home, and he wouldn't say anything, but other cars were showing up with the same type of damage, so he came forward to talk about it. Like, there were other cars that were showing up, and there were claw damage and teeth marks because he's trying to eat the cars, I guess. Lizard that's brain. not a very healthy. That's not a very. That's, I mean, it's zero calories. <laughs> How do you know? Have you eaten a car? Have you checked the calorie count of a car? I, I would assume. <laughs> you get iron. Iron. Have, iron you get a lot have of iron. Calories. Put <laughs> <laughs> uh, Um. Where was I? Yeah. So he does come forward, and obviously people are like, "You're nuts," because <laughs> he goes to a, a sketch artist. Because they're like, well, who attacked you? We're going to do a, a sketch of this. And he explains what he saw. And the guy's like, mm-hmm. You're a lying. Thick lizard man. <laughs> You're lying. But it ended up being publicized by some journalist. I don't know. It was, I can't, I can't remember what it was because I forgot to write it down. But it was like a journalist that was interested in the story, especially because of the other damage on the vehicles. So they publicize it. And then there's more sightings, obviously, because now the public is like, oh, there's a lizard guy out there. I definitely saw him, too. So then there's a whole bunch of more sightings, and then it just stops. And they haven't seen him for 30 years. He's married now. So that's it's, a nice it, little woman. It sounds like genetic uh, engineering to me, if I had to pick something. And not to interrupt you, Imperial, because I didn't mean to. Oh, but you're fine. It, sound, it sounds like genetic engineering to me. Like they were messing around with like a crocodile and did something along those lines. Um, 
That's what it sounds like to me, like a crocodile-human hybrid. Well, I mean, Boy, that sounds fun. We, we've talked about multiple cryptids today, and we've mentioned that you know, after the initial sighting, more <laughs> sightings end up happening. Now, do we think that that's because people are out looking for it, and they were already there? It's just we're more... Because, like, you get a car, you see more of that car. That's just how our brain finds patterns, right? So do you think it's yeah. that like we are... face wanted a Honda Fit. Mm -hmm. Is that because we're actually seeing it, or is Ew. it because anything that we see that's even slightly remotely close to it, we're immediately assuming is that same thing? Or do you think that we are just more attuned to that specific cryptid or event that we're more aware of them happening, and they're happening at the same rate regardless? I think human beings as a whole like oddities. Because it's things your brain can't explain. Like, if you would saw a, a flesh and blood lizard man looking at you, it would take a second for your brain to fully process what you're saying. And I think we want that. As many people as, like, I don't ever, I would never want to run, run into that at, at night. Part of you wants to run into that at night. Part of you has that. You want to see what happens mm -hmm. if you test fate, I guess. All about that. He I'm literally good. said it caved in the roof of his car and tore it up. I don't think I want to meet Lizard Man. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to 100% see it. Like I said, I've seen UFOs and cryptids before, so... I, I just think... I'll... Go ahead, my friend. Oh, you're fine. Uh, I just think it's interesting that, you know, you have these sightings. They, they almost pulse as far as how prevalent they are, and then they kind of dissipate again depending on the cryptid or depending on the type of event, because you see, historically, things kind of ebb and, and flow based on just society being the way it is. You'll get spikes of these types of things, and then they go away for long periods of time. Like my yeah. cholesterol. Well, Lizard Man uh, is still a tourist attraction and stuff there. Like, they still celebrate him and have... Co there's a convention, if I remember reading right, there's a convention about him, and people will go out looking for him, and they just haven't seen him in 30 years. Or over 30 years now, I think. Bigfoot seems to be the only one that is spread across the entire United States. If you don't count aliens as cryptids, that is. Yeah. But Bigfoot is... is There's only one other, and that's the Mothman, because they have seen the Mothman in both Russia and in Chicago. They've seen him in multiple locations. Dogman, though. Yeah, Dogman has been prevalent um, in Wisconsin, the Beast of Bray Road. Uh, you have Dogman in Ohio. You have them pretty much everywhere. And that supposedly comes from um, King Lycan of, uh, of mythology age when they turn him into a wolf. And subsequently, the werewolf gene comes from him. But there's a distinction between Dogman and werewolves, and it's a whole thing. And Dogman are probably yeah. cursed or skinwalkers. It's a rabbit hole, and you could be here for the next four days just reading about and watching Dogman documentaries. so much that you can do with just cryptids in general. Yes. And then you just pick one and you could just go and go and go. Most of the time. Yes. There's some I couldn't find much on. And that's the you thing. Won't... Like we, we tried to pick ones that were lesser known, so we weren't hitting the mainstream ones. But at the same time, there's just so much out there it was hard to filter down to the ones we did pick. Yeah, well, that's why I ended up doing Lizard Man instead of uh, Jersey Devil, because if I only have time for one, Jersey Devil is more known than Lizard Man. Nah, you got time for two. And then, and then I did Rougarou, which is also basically another dog man. Louisiana. But it started out, huh? Louisiana, right? That's the one in Louisiana, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Rougarou. It actually started yeah. out in France. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So French that's devil, a... okay. I mean, you can swim. 
Chupacabra is also a dog-like creature that is seen yeah. in multiple places. Do you think as... there's going to be a Netflix-like movie that's not villainizing Chupacabra? I did not, know. Like, it's a pet. <laughs> like, Chupacabra... This is Terry, my Chupacabra. He's, he's trained. He's potty trained. He's good. He, he, goes, he goes in the kennel. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> They've seen oh. Chupacabra as far north as Maine and as far south as Chile. So, like, you have this large range Chile. of... Uh, Spaces for these different uh, cryptids to be. You need to make chili again. And to be honest, that doesn't even go into like the a... old school uh, cryptids like gargoyles. Yep. And, uh, you know, you get into some of the, the, the hippographs, you get into uh, griffiths, you get into or griffins, wow. you get into all these old ones that nobody thinks that are cryptids, but they are 100% cryptids like chimera. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're monsters, the minotaur at Crete. Cryptid, huh. half man, half bull. That's a cryptid. Yeah, absolutely. But people, people don't, people don't associate ancient history with current history in regards to cryptids. So people think, eh, that's not a cryptid. But why isn't it a cryptid? If you have deer man who's considered a cryptid, why wouldn't the minotaur in Crete be considered a cryptid? Yeah, he's just a bull man. Yes. Or, yeah, one hundred percent. Or Medusa. Protected. Yes. They just had a little bit more creative names back then. Yeah. We're over here with dog man. That's a dog man. That's a deer person. It's deer guy. Frog man. Deer guy. Frog man. Lizard dude. Yeah. Moth man. Or just whatever they look like. Oh God, like and then the man. Meanwhile, me, meanwhile in Greece, they're like, call it the Minotaur. Uh, because it's a Minotaur. I think that's great. Don't forget about the the Sphinx. No, we're over here like, hey, y'all see that deer, man? I saw him the other day down 95. We were going down about 100 miles an hour, but I saw that deer, man. I just kept on going. No, we can't. We can't. We can't have nothing nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to say. That was a really good accent. And it was. Thank you. It was really Thank you. good, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Someone, did you read the last? The last I did. I was, I was not going <laughs> to. Oh. Verbalize we, we it. We can't keep entertaining No, we guy. can't. We can't. He, he also said lizard. The yeah, same uh -huh, thing. Yep. So we're, you know, I see I'm, you. I'm calling my I'm going to call my for, mom now. For, for, lizard, for lizard man, all I can picture now is uh, Toffee's avatar that she's drawn, drew, like, drew, sorry. Yeah. Like a big old buff lizard funny. person with long hair. Okay. <laughs> we love Toffee in this house. Just coming on and just this big old buff lizard man is jumping on your freaking truck. Yep. <laughs> Tearing it up. Well, I want to say angry. a big thank you to Uncanny for being with us today. It was a pleasure to have you. Your insights and Loved it. Loved it. Um, the conversation we had were awesome. If you guys want to go check him out, I know he's on Twitch under Uncanny Alchemist. He also has a podcast um, on YouTube. So remember, if you guys want to get in touch with us, have questions or suggestions for future episodes you can email us at three drinks minimum at gmail.com or you can message us on twitter at our twitter handle which is three drinks minimum also follow us on twitter so you can get updates schedules and announcements for the show that's it for today's episode i'm along i'm imperial along with beans you just said my name yep sorry i'm and, a little beans and rice there you go and <laughs> lizard daddy toffee and this has been the Three Drinks Minimum Podcast. Stay hydrated. Stay curious.